0: I want to ask you the question have you ever experienced the power of God you know we all if you, if you call yourself a Christian you should have experienced God's power some way or another I think we, we sometimes have a wrong idea what God's power is and then the other thing that I need to ask you this morning before we go to the table are you living in God's power That's, it's a different question from have I experienced God? Yes, we all experienced God when He touched my heart and, and I said, "I wanted to serve you," or I recommitted my life, we got those in-between far moments where we we know God is alive, but, but there's something different about living in the power of God, where it's not just an experience that we, that we are faced with once in a while, but it's, it's, it's more settled it's more. It's, it's, it's the power of God that, that enables us to be disciples. If you've got an idea that I, I need to be a better disciple, I need to do this and I need to do that because I need to be a better disciple, then I'm telling you, you're doing it in your own strength. And you won't get anywhere. What you will fall into is law. And you will probably disappoint yourself. And after you disappointed yourself, you will yearn for the experience of God because you will be far away where it seems far away. But the power of God gives us the ability to be his disciples. The power of God actually gives us a life to live a Christian life by faith. That's the power of God. To live by the word and not by the things of this world, to live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. To deal with situations like Daniel had to deal with when darkness comes and knocks on your door, instead of standing up in your own strength, to stand up in the power of God, because that's the testimony. It was the power of God that chased the demon out of his room. He's living by the power of God. It's by the power of God that we overcome temptations. It's by the power of God that we actually overpower the enemy in our lives and stand up against the enemy. It's by the power of God that we can actually join a healthy church. Most people that are running on their own power, they don't join healthy churches. They don't join church at all. And if they do join the church, they join a church where they don't have to stand on the power of God, but on their own power, so they only go when they feel like it. How many of you felt like coming here today? A few of you. Maybe I should ask, how many, how many of you didn't feel like coming here today? <laughs> Amen. What, what made you come here? Many Sundays that I'm standing in front of you by the power of God, because if I had to choose myself, I would have not been here. Many community group meetings. It's by the power of God that he gives me strength to go to common groups because the word of the Lord says, Do not forsake the gathering of the saints. It's living by the power of God when we lay our lives down for Him. So, my question again is are you living by the power of God? It's the power of God that breaks strongholds. And we might make strongholds these airy fairy things, but sometimes strongholds is just wrong thinking. Like, for instance, and I can use this example because I'm not just Afrikaans, I'm also Greek. So let me use the Greek part of mine. My, my grandfather, we used to call him Papu, because that's what you call a grandfather in Greek. He used to tell my, pa, my father, who was a pastor, he said to him, Yanni, in which language the Bible is written? My dad had to say to him, in Greek, Baba. He says, "And what uh, nationality are you? He says, oh, Baba, I'm Afrikaans. He says, "And what nationality am I? Baba, you're Greek. He says, so you Afrikani, want to tell me Greek about the Bible? <laughs> stronghold. Stronghold. Might not seem like a big thing, but it's a stronghold you ons want to do it, all that's Stronghold. 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 <laughs> Priscilla, come back. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, don't let that stronghold take you, my dear. Let it go. The Bible discusses a lot of things or it describes a lot of things as powerful, and actually we sang about that this morning. Powerful things. Dunamis, the power of God, which comes by the Spirit of God. And this morning I just quickly want to share one or two things. His word carries the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're struggling today to live by the power of God, I want to tell you that his word carries the power of the Holy Spirit. Just think about it for a moment. It's, you cannot separate a man from his words. But once you've said something it's said and people will perceive you that way so I mean we warned in the Bible be careful of what you say but God if we have to weigh God the powerful words that He spoke. By just one word, he created light, powerful. Uh, I mean, we, we saw water this week and the power of water. Didn't we see that? Waters obey the command of one word that God speaks. Matthew, Mark 4, he says, quiet, be still, and the waters listen. That's the power of God's word. That's the power of the word of God. He goes to a crippled man, and he says, get up, and he is healed of his infirmity. <laughs> That's the power of our God his word is powerful I want to tell you this morning if you're struggling to live in the power of God get into his word get into his word I I love what Jesus did in the desert for 40 years I, I wonder how we would do all holy sent by the spirit to go and fast 40 days And the first time that we are tempted, we don't use the word of God. No, no, no. God has supplied in all my needs, And you know what he told me? He said to me that you cannot live from bread alone. He said to me that I shouldn't eat. I can, you will give me bread. He supplied. I think that's what we would have done, to be honest. I would have done it. I can't even fast for a day. <laughs> I really struggle with that. We tried to fast like two nights, thirty-six hours. Uh uh-uh. uh. But not Jesus, you know, not Jesus. He 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 was sent by the Holy Spirit, but he used the word of God. Because he knew the heart of God. And when he overcame the enemy in the desert, he left with the power of the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful story. The word of God is powerful. So how do I live in the power of God? I live in the power of God by speaking the word of God in my daily. Do you listen to what you say? Do you actually listen? Maybe you should put a recorder on for a day. And listen to what you've said. What you speak. What would you have said when a demon lurked under your bed? You see, we're talking about worship as Christians, and worship is nothing else but a response. How do you respond in situations? Your words will say how you respond. We should have the word of God on our lips if we want to live in the power of God. just a reminder our speaking flows from our true beliefs what the Jesus say is what the and we know this right Ephesians 5 verse 18 to 20 says do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirit speaking to one another what to one another speaking to one another with psalms hymns and songs isn't that what happened this morning we reduce it to maybe an hour on a Sunday morning and then we think oh man wow This guys singing those songs over and over again well (coughs) scriptural we're speaking to one another have you ever done counseling? Rich, you've done it a few times. <laughs> have, you ever, have you done counseling with somebody that struggles to hear? And then you've got to speak things over and over and over again. This morning we had to speak over and over again to one another that the cross is empty. The grave is empty. He's alive. Why? Why? So that my spirit can speak to your spirit. So that it can override the flesh. Which operates maybe not in the power of God. Colossians 3 verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The NIV says the message of Christ. Let his story dwell in you richly richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. If I want to live in the power of God, I need to speak the word of God. Guilty. I'm guilty. This morning, I think we need to repent because we don't have the word of God on our lips. And that's changing our, ad, our attitudes. Dit verander ons gemoed. Dit verander ons toekomst. But we are called to live in the power of God. How do I know this? Acts 1 verse 8 says, Go and wait in Jerusalem until you received power from on high to be my witnesses. That's what the word says. He's saying this to all of us. That's what he's saying today. He's called him to be a witness, but he can't do it in his power. Malise told us, we are here to do more for God and he's with us. We can't do it in our power. It's not a course that people will bring It's not a new logo on the front of the building. It's not a beautiful banner, even though it's beautiful. It's not even the name of Josh Jane. But it's the power of the living God that will draw people to Jesus. There's another thing that's powerful in the Bible, and we sang about it this morning. It's the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Why? Well, Scripture says that the name of Jesus is powerful. When, uh, when, when, when Peter and John healed the, 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 uh, the crippled man, remember that story at the temple gate? Gold and silver we do not have. They were immediately persecuted because of that. They operated in the power of the Holy Spirit. What would you do if you go to the first crippled person in Montague, pray for him and he gets healed? I don't know. I'm just asking I'm asking out of judgment. I'm like, "I don't know." they <laughs> like they pray for him. He got healed. Got persecuted. By the religious leaders. And in Acts 3, verse 16, it says, By faith, and this is Peter speaking, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and now has made, was made strong, it is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him. What's the power of the name of Jesus? You get it that far. That was the testimony this morning. The word of the Lord says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Calling on the name of the Lord is not agrakababra, it's Sim Solomon, <coughs> Abracadabra, that's it. You've got to say it with an accent, it seems. Okay, <laughs> got it. It's, it's not jumping up and down in the Normane, isn't it? It's not that. It's faith in the name of Jesus, which means is that there's trust in the name above every other name. That is the message that came out this morning. The cross is empty. The grave is empty, He's alive. There's, there are things in our lives that are dead. We've proclaimed dead, but we haven't proclaimed the name of Jesus over it. Do you have faith in the name of Jesus for your marriage? Do you have faith in Jesus, the name of Jesus, to overcome depression in your life, to overcome illness in your life? Do you trust Him? You see, because calling upon a name of somebody else is a humble position, especially in a proudful nation like being South African. It's about bowing your knee and saying there's no other name that I can be saved. You can take everything from me as long as I have Jesus. You can take my, my money, my mansion. You can take everything. You see, when Jesus preached on the mount, the first words that he said is, blessed are those who are poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Calling on the name of Jesus is renouncing any other name, any other crutch, power so if we are not living in the power of Jesus in the power of the gospel, the power of God are we even living by the power of his name do you believe in the name of Jesus Romans 10 verse 13 was that one And that's also the scripture where where it says how beautiful it is, the feet of them who brings good news. Romans 10, verse 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's about preaching the gospel, and the gospel is also powerful. The gospel, the story of the cross, the cross of Jesus... Is powerful because it is the means of salvation to all those who believe. That's a powerful thing. Just think about how powerful salvation is. Just think about the fact that without Jesus, you have to pay for your sins. Do you understand the price of sin? Do you understand that we all are sinners and we fall short of the glory of God? Do you know that your good life means nothing unless you are in Christ Jesus? It's a powerful thing. I watched a, a video a few months ago and it was about somebody preaching the gospel. and he was trying to explain this gospel to two Arab boys, and the one guy was listening and the other guy wasn't really interested. And while he was explaining this out of the Bible, going to this verse out of the Old Testament to explain it, eventually he came to John 15 that says, no greater love as somebody, well, no greater love is there when a, as, when a friend lays down his life. Or when somebody lays down his life for a friend. That's right. He came to that verse, I think verse 13 in John 15. And the other guy who wasn't listening suddenly said, wait, hang on, what? He says, yeah, Jesus laid down his life for you. He paid for your sins. And the guy went, like, I have never heard that before. That somebody paid for my sins. That somebody paid for me. It's the power unto salvation. And if you think about the power of the gospel, that you wouldn't be able to sit here today praising God, giving Him glory, if it wasn't for the power of the gospel that came to your life and the story of the cross of Calvary. Because Jesus came, went to that cross, became the shame and the guilt that you had to carry, that I had to carry, and he put it on himself. That's the power. Are you living in that power? The power of his death and the power of his resurrection? Because he gladly gave his life to you because he loves you so much. 1 Peter 2 verse 24 says he he, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed for you were like sheep going astray but now you have turned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Do you realize how far astray you were going without Jesus? If we do know the power of God, if we have experienced the power of God, there should be something in you that would love and see the need for those who do not know Him to experience the power of the living God. There should be something tagging at your heart, like pulling at your heart, saying, I need to tell people about the power that has changed my life. I need to tell people about Jesus. So living in the power of God is living a sacrificial life of loving others. Why do I say that? Well, Jesus said in verse 12 of John uh, John 15, he says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved. If you want to live in the power of God, you need to preach His Word, be in His Word, speak His Word. Guess what's going to happen? People are going to think you're crazy. They might think you're part of a sect. But you will have the power of God residing in you. If you want to live by the power of God, you need, to, you need to come to a place of complete trust and call upon the name of Jesus in every situation. Do not be ashamed of the name of Jesus. It's through the name of Jesus that all sin has been abolished. abolished. And then, if you want to live by the power of God, you need to live a sacrificial life. Loving others. Love others as I have loved you. That's what Jesus says. It's not what I say, it's what Jesus says. To what extent are you loving others? <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. You see, there are scriptures in the Bible that, that testify against our way of living. Yes, Lord, I'm willing to live for you, but first I've got to bury my father and bury my mother, and first I've got to sell my property. First I've got to go and do this and this and this and this. The word of the Lord is testifying against our lifestyle. His command is to live a sacrificial life. A sacrificial life of loving others. That means... The way that Jesus loved me, gladly gave his life for his friends. See, living in the power of God is not a a life of material blessings. It's a life of dying to self. It's regarding others higher than yourself. That's living by the power of God it's loving others from the strength and the power that is not yours but God's are you living from it are you living in the power of God I'm struggling I need to call on the name of Jesus that's why I sing and I shout your name is higher and your name is worthy of all my praise Because I fail every day. But he's a faithful God. And the only thing that I can pray is that when I lay my life down for him, he will deem me worthy to use me in any way, shape, or form that he wants to. And I'm willing to go wherever he wants me to go. And I'm willing to give whatever he wants me to give. It's his kingdom first. Because I do not have a kingdom. It's his kingdom first. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the cross. And there's power in his word. For a moment, in a moment we're going to go to the table. But before we go, you need to make a decision. Because we are called to wait upon Jesus until, until you have received power by the Spirit of God. We've got to trust Jesus. We've got to trust the Holy Spirit this morning and say, Lord, I'm sitting in this building this morning and it's just a normal Sunday morning. And again, this guy's preaching and preaching and he's not ending. But Lord, I need to understand this. I need to come to a place of living by your power. I need your touch in my life daily. Help me, Lord, and fill me with your spirit anew. I want to pray that this morning. I want to pray that. And if you, if you, if you, haven't, if you haven't experienced God's power for a while, I want, to, I want to trust God with you that something will happen in your heart of hearts this morning that will change. That you will not operate from your own strength anymore. Not operate with your own words anymore. But that you will operate from the life of Jesus. Because that's what we are going to share in right now. We are going to share in the life of Jesus. Die liefde wat hy vir ons gegee is a symbool wat daar is, is 'n a wat daar is, dier die bloed en die brood. Die wijn, die, die sap en die brood. Sy liggaam en sy bloed what for is. So let me for a look slightly worm. If you want to live by the power of God, by the power of his blood and the word of your testimony, you wanna be used by God mightily. Don't you just wanna Say, Lord, use me. I want to live by your power and nothing else. If you want to do that, just stand with me for a moment. That's you. Say, Yes, Lord. And then really trust God. Call upon his name. Now, just for a moment, lift your hands. Call upon his name and say, Lord, come, fill me with your presence. Your word says that we call upon your name, we will be saved, Lord. Save me from myself this morning. That's my prayer, Lord. Save me from my own strength. Father, I want to be totally dependent on you independence is not a Christian concept standing on your own two feet is not noble but being dependent upon the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings bow your knee before Him allowing your pride to die in the hands of Jesus that is the best thing you can do That is the most noble thing. Is when a son becomes a servant. And we lay down our lives. So Father, I pray this morning, come Holy Spirit and fill us with your power. The power of your word. The power of the name of Jesus. And the power of the gospel. Unto salvation fill us Father that we can preach the word not from our own strength not from our own ideas but Father by the testimony that you've placed upon our hearts through the relationship that we have with you come Lord Jesus this is my prayer